Welcome to the Exhorter Podcast, a place to stir up love and good works through bite-sized biblical discussion. My name is Kyle Goodwin, and I'm here today with John Bradford and Paul Nerland. We thank you for tuning into this episode. This week, Paul is going to lead us off. Paul, what's our discussion for today? Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, We know there's a special day coming up this weekend, and that is Father's Day. And as we celebrate Father's Day uh, around this table, there's three fathers at different stages of our lives. Uh, And we've also celebrate our own fathers. We celebrate our Heavenly Father. So there's lots to think about. This episode, I just wanted to talk a little bit about lessons from the Bible. And I would say as fathers, we're still sometimes learning as we go some things that we would do differently. And I could share many things. I would go back and say, boy, I would hear some things I learned the hard way, but what are some things we can do to be better dads? And so just want to talk a little bit about that and, and what dads mean really to kids as Christians and how, what an important role it is um, to us. What a blessing as a father um, to, to have our children and to be able to influence their lives. And I think as you get older, you realize just how much of a difference that makes. But here's a few things. Let's just go through a few things that are some wisdom from God's word. Let's talk about it. So one of them, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse six talks about being your child's first teacher. What I mean by that is it talks about training up a child in the way that he or she should go. Recently, Kyle, you talked about the importance of prioritizing. Yet Vacation Bible School is coming up next week here at the Clovis Church of Christ. We're excited about that. But what we mean here is every day in our homes, it's great to bring them to Bible class, great to get to VBS. But as fathers, we should be taking the lead in ensuring that our children are trained in the way of the Lord. And the question is, how do we do that? That is a good question because I've actually asked that plenty of times. Like, is there a is there a guidebook, a very specific, you know, how to guide for that? Is there a list of devotionals I should be running with my family? And I think that that's probably one a, a big question a lot of young men have is, I know I should be doing something, but what? Yeah, I'm all ears on this one because I I always make this joke, but it's not really a joke. Whenever I preach on this topic, I say I'm I'm the least qualified to preach on being a father. I'd rather have someone, a young preacher who doesn't have kids get up because he knows more than I do. (laughs) And that's a joke, but I also mean it seriously. I'm in the middle of this. I think the best ones talk about this are those that never had kids or those whose kids have grown and they've learned from some of the things they did, what to do and what not to do. I'm in the middle of it just trying to figure out how to make it work. But I'm all ears on this question. I want to know that too. And I almost wonder if this is something where we get this this uh, deer in the headlights look where we know we need to do something, but if we don't know exactly what it is, then we just end up doing nothing where maybe the answer is anything as far as training our children in the Lord, any instruction in the Bible, even as unstructured or unplanned as it might be, is better than doing nothing at all. Well, I'll give you an example for myself. Uh with At the church here in Clovis, I have no problem getting up in front of adults and teaching a class. I think I can teach the high school and college class, but you put me in front of, you know, some five and six year olds and I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Uh, I've sat in a couple of times with our teachers here and I'm amazed at what they do. So when my kids were younger, I have to admit, Londa uh, in our marriage was, did a great job of taking Bible class lessons and songs and things and, and putting them in a way that my kids understood better than I could. She was much more creative 
However, what was my mistake? A lot of times I allowed her to do that and she did a great job of it. But sometimes as a father, it's easy to hang back and say, well, you know, she's better at that. I'm going to let her do that and not insert myself more than I could. I've had the same problem you did, Kyle. What do I do? Whether it's reading a scripture, whether it's reading a devotional. And for myself, I found that to be helpful. It's been a devotional. It's been a chapter from a book or it's been reading a book of the Bible with them and doing it before bed, praying with them. Just And my problem is I tried to do too much sometimes and there was not enough time. And so doing something really short, 10, 15 minutes max, and that includes reading and praying together. And I will tell you that as my kids are getting older, that's probably been some of the most special times in the day where as time wore on, they were coming to me to say, dad, are we going to do that? And I realized it was making more of an impact than I realized. But that's something as fathers, I think it's easy to hang back and let, well, moms are much more creative or they can come up with things where we as fathers, we are the leaders and we need to make sure we're there to support and help and, and lead. Yeah, I've seen that a lot too. I mean, Taylor is so much better at getting into the the mind and the brain of our two-year-old and even our seven-year-old. Um, thankfully, I have a 10-year-old, so they're stretched out a little bit here. So, James is about that age where he'll start to ask questions and I'm like, oh, oh yes, please, you have questions. I know how to deal with that. That's a great opportunity. I found that that's when I need to step up. I need to step up and, and think about the, those answers and take advantage of that opportunity. But I hear you. I probably wasn't as engaged with them when they were younger, um, kind of left that up to her. Well, I look at a scripture like Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, and I don't think it's a mistake that it's directed to fathers. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath. Okay, that's not surprising that it's directed to fathers, but <laughs> the second part, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And you think other translations say nurture. Well, moms do the nurturing. I don't think it's a mistake that God directed this to fathers because you know what? Mothers are going to do this without being told to by God. Fathers are a little more willing to abdicate that role, as Paul suggested, and we're missing out. We're not fulfilling our, our obligations in the Lord to train our children. Mothers are just going to do that. Fathers need to be told by God, don't forget to do this or don't abdicate this responsibility. So being your child's first teacher and, and taking that role is is one thing that we as fathers can do and really should be doing. But another thing that that is probably even more important is that we exemplify a godly life every day. And I'm thinking, you know, Paul in second Corinthians chapter three, verses two and three, when he was writing to the church in Corinth, he said this, he said, you yourselves are our letter of recommendation written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And I would suggest that if there's any area that we as fathers need to remember is everything we do at home in front of our kids, the way we treat our wives, the way we treat them, the choices we make for priorities that exemplifies a good life is showing them what, what really a Christian should be. And what I've heard over time when I look at young people that leave the church later in life, when you ask them, why did they leave? is they say, I learned all this great knowledge, but at the end of the day, when I came home to my family, I didn't see them actually living it in practical ways in their life. So why should I be here? Parents can bring their kids to church every week, 
But if God isn't the most important thing in their lives for mom and dad, and that doesn't show, it's not going to translate to a, a long-term faith in their children. Yeah, it reminds me of that um, Rodney Atkins song, Watching You. You remember that? country song where the kid through his talking to his dad and he's kind of a good mirror to the father to see what the father was doing or wasn't doing yeah. or doing right. And I, his kids say a four letter word. Yeah. Where, where did he learn that? Where did he learn that? Watching you. And uh, I think, man, that's a hard hitting one, right? That's well, it, well, it's not just what we say. I was going back to things we watch. I remember, you know, as a trying to be careful what we put on the television, but I tell you anything on TV, when there was something that shouldn't be on, I had four or five heads looking at me with the remote because dad has the remote in our house. Not most of the, sometimes I do, but if I'd had the remote, they're looking at me, dad, what are you going to do? I mean, it was, it was a test. It was amazing when they knew it was looking to me, dad, what are you going to do? Because we heard that. Uh, not trying to get political here, but we, we all saw the the leaked Disney executives uh, Zoom call where they talk about their not so hidden agenda with pushing the LGBTQ uh, into children's shows. And uh, we're just seeing I'm seeing more and more of that. And I think a lot of folks that are pushing an agenda like that are counting on parents to put their kids in front of the TV and not pay attention to what they're hearing. We have to do better. We have to know who their teachers are at school. I love that I homeschool my daughter, but I understand that that doesn't work. It's not practical for everyone. But even if you don't homeschool, you need to know who your children's teachers are. You need to know what's being taught to your children. You need to know what they're seeing on the television. You need to know what shows they're watching. You have to be that filter for your family. Yeah, we're talking about engagement at that point, And we've moved back and forth between homeschooling and not. And this idea is if we don't homeschool, we're going to be engaged in the kids' lives. So we're going to know who their friends are. We're going to ask questions. We're going to be just as engaged as we would be otherwise. I mean, that that's a hard one right there for fathers, right? I mean, my wife will tell you how well the kids did at swimming lessons or you know exactly what they did. And uh, I get distracted easily. And so, I mean, she'll know so much more about the kids' lives. And sometimes it's just really easy to trust that she's got it and to not necessarily know that that's an opportunity and to want to be a part of those kids' lives, but also responsibility to be there uh, to lead because it's not her job. It's not her job to make sure that the channel gets switched off or churned. And um, yeah, that's a hard one as, as a dad. It, sometimes it's really easy just to to be a spectator. If you ever want to know what's important to a man or what's important to a family, go ask the kids. And they'll tell you. And wow. so, you know, what they'll tell you and they'll, when they get older, they'll really know for truth if what we were saying we meant. And so not just saying we believe these things, but showing it every day. And I think frankly, that that's the best lesson we could do. Similar to what Paul said, we are a letter to our children in the way that we live our lives. Um, some of us here, I know, you know, if we talk about our own fathers, um, you know, I, I know, I think I echo this for you, whether it's your father or your grandfather, or that I am who I am. And my father, um, so many ways is who I am today, but it's be not just because of what he taught. It was what he showed me with the way he lived his life. And how much more powerful can that be? It's just like what Vader said to Obi-Wan, I am what you have made me. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. We got to have a Star Wars <laughs> reference in at Wars least reference. every episode yes. here. So another quick tip here, we're just going to give a few for all of us, is spending time with our children, but not 
empty time. Think about the time you spend with your kids and and, and what you're do, doing. Another passage comes to mind that we all we probably heard is Deuteronomy six. In Deuteronomy six verses six through nine says, "And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way." And when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. The point of that passage is the instruction was every opportunity you should be trying to take it to talk about God. And so with your kids, how often do we in that quality time? take advantage of it to really heart to heart, not just impart facts and knowledge, but really talk to them, have a conversational walk with your child that talks about some of these big issues that they will remember. But it's taking advantage of that, similar to what we see in Deuteronomy chapter six. Well, it's easy to pat yourself on the back when you watch the kids for a couple hours because your wife wants to do the girls night out thing, or you let her sleep in. So you get up in the morning and watch the kids. But the whole time you're kind of looking at your phone or counting down the minutes till she gets home and you're off duty again. And it's easy to pat yourself on the back thinking you've done something great. But what really fills me with dread is a text I think about often in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 10. It says, childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. I only have this window, this brief window, and it's so alarming to just notice a change in one of my daughters. My older daughter, she's seven. She got a haircut. She looks so much more grown up in an instant, and it terrifies me. I don't want the prime of their life as fleeting and fast as it goes by. I don't want that to go by. You know, it's all cats in the cradle kind of stuff now I'm talking about, but I don't want that to go by and realize I missed all of that. Just simply enjoying them or that's the time to train them. Not to say that if you don't get your children young, then they're lost forever, but that is the time to train them when they're young. And that goes by fast. You know, I think just going through the experience uh, through the last year of losing my father, that it has made me think a lot more. One, um, not having a resource like your father to ask questions to suddenly puts you in this perspective of thinking up questions uh, that you didn't have an opportunity to ask. But also just thinking about that idea of how was I parented? I mean, everything we've mentioned today wasn't necessarily my father. But I always knew where his heart was. And I think that it was probably different. There's a lot more reaching out to our kids today than ever were to us. And I think that however we were raised, we're going to need to step up, step it up, not just do what our fathers did, but because our fathers had a completely different world in which to raise us. You know, they raised us the best they could and they raised us well and we learned well from them. But Our kids today have a completely different atmosphere and challenges to deal with. And so we need to do what our parents did and then find that next level of engagement and of parenting, you know, to to make them proud, to to continue that legacy of good fatherhood and and do our part. So we need to let them drink out of the garden hose and ride in the bed of trucks. (laughs) A little bit of those things, right? What's wrong with that? I didn't have any problem with that. There's a movie that I'm sure many of you have seen. It's over a decade old, but uh, it's kind of thinking what you were saying, Kyle, you know, the the, the movie Courageous, uh, if you've never seen that movie. Powerful movie, great movie, but you know, he's got a, a son and a daughter, uh, close relationship with the daughter, not as good with the son in the movie. And, you know, he's a Christian guy, 
good guy overall, but in the movie, uh, he loses his daughter. And, and there's a scene in the movie where early on, she's trying to get him to dance and, you know, just spend time together and he's too busy and can't do it. And, you know, he loses her. And if you've seen the movie, there's a, a scene later where he goes back to the very place where she asked him to, to dance to this song. And he's, you know, plays the song and is, you know, trying to recreate the moment without her and dance, but she's no longer there. And in the movie, he kind of learns uh, lessons of what he should have done and makes a bold commitment to do better. And, and he does better with his son. Powerful movie. But I will admit when I saw that scene, it just uh, I, I had to lost control a little bit because it's just one of those moments that I, I saw myself in the dad in that movie. And if, if you're listening to this, you've, most of you have seen that movie. If you haven't, go watch it. But. I will tell you, I couldn't keep it together at that scene. I just, I lost it. No, I'm getting wrecked here just thinking about it. That's uh, if, that you, was... if you've never seen it, that scene alone got me. Um, the last couple of things I want to just say is a, a characteristic that we learn from from God, our Heavenly Father, and that is as a father, we we never give up on our kids. In, in Luke chapter 15, we we read about the story of the prodigal son. And I know both of you've got children that are younger. Um, I've got kids that are ranging from, you know, 12 to 24, uh, almost 25. Uh, and so I, I've got all phases of, of kids in my home, but I know for good fathers I've seen, and, and the Lord gives us this example that you just, you never give up hope. We're always ready to receive our child back with open arms. We can discipline, we can hold accountable, but we never give up on our children. And they need to know that, that we are always there, that we are praying for them. And when a child knows that, I think it makes a difference in lessons they may learn, even the hard way. When they come back knowing that as a father, we have compassion and we are waiting with open arms to bring them back to the Lord. Well, with young children, I think that's the part of parenthood that I'm most apprehensive about. But I understand that there's going to come a point in time where I, I have to let them go and possibly make their own mistakes. I have to let them go and make decisions to guide their own lives. I have to let them go out into the world and trust that the training I gave them, the instruction I gave them, and I feel that right now, that I know that day will come, so I want to take advantage of this season while they're young. But I'll admit, that's the time, the part of parenting I'm most nervous about is, is that transition where I can't control their lives and I have to let them, I have to turn their life over to them and trust that the, the instruction will, will, will work. But not yet, because they're like seven. Uh, we got some time. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to hold on to them for uh, dear life for a, a few more years. I have kids with my daughters. They can't start dating until age 30, but they don't believe yeah. it. So well, I, I've been talking about the Rapunzel Tower. I'm going to build in the backyard because with no trap doors, whoever build these trap doors and alternate ways of getting into, my girl's going to have a bob haircut. It's going to be perfect. Well, Navy's plan for when she grows up is to just get a, an apartment with Kendra and, and uh, have a bunch of exotic animals. And I'm totally fine with That's that plan. Okay. <laughs> We're going we're okay with that one. So bringing this to a close, there's so many things that we as dads, uh, you know, could continue to do better at. But I'd also say, you know, if you're listening to this uh, as a dad, do you pray for your children every day? And not only do you pray for your children, but do they know it? Because children who know that their dads pray for them every day have a greater sense of, of love and security, knowing that, that you're there for them and, and you're on their side. 
And so uh, there's a lot we can do. And I think we all owe a lot to our fathers. This was designed to just be a few tips, something for us to think about, to make us do better. Go watch that movie and cry and be better. You know, Paul, I mean, I also like what you said earlier. You know, if you're listening at home, I, you know, I'm going to do this with my kids too. Ask them what's important to you. If you want to know, be a little self-reflective about, you know, what's your uh, temperature check on how you're doing as a dad. Um, ask them what's important to you and, and what you care about. Well, I appreciate that you were able to share some, as we all did a little bit, some lessons learned the hard way. I think it's important to show our kids some grace because they are children and let them be children. You're training them. You want them to grow and mature, but they're still children. So show some grace. That's the idea of what he said in Ephesians 6, don't uh, don't provoke them to anger. Uh, it's easy to respond in anger. Show your kids grace, but also give yourself a little grace. You're going to make some mistakes. It's okay for your children to know you've made mistakes. Own up to it and just try to do better because that moment where they're young and teachable is passing by fast. We're going to end by John inserting Cat in the Cradle yes. song to this episode. And boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope that this talk about fathers and the tips that Paul, you led us through will help you. Uh, I know they'll help me. If you found this encouraging, we hope that you'll like, subscribe, share with your friends and and family. And uh, happy Father's Day to you all.